Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Christian Podcast. At Faith Christian, our purpose is to help people find and follow Jesus. For more information about Faith Christian, check out our website, fccnp.org, or stop by on a Sunday morning. We'd love to meet you. Now we hope you enjoy this recent teaching from Faith Christian Church. Once again, let me welcome you to Faith Christian. Glad uh, that you are here this morning. Glad you're tuned in online. Glad that we get to spend this part of our weekend together today. And we do exist for one reason here at Faith Christian, and that is to help people find and follow Jesus. So if there's some way we can help you take your next step as a follower of Jesus, we would love to make that journey with you and answer your questions and help you take that next step as a follower of Jesus. Uh, before we dig in this morning, I just do want to mention to you that we are a week away now, week, one week from tonight, away from our vacation Bible school. Uh, we've got a lot of great things planned for next week. Uh, if you haven't got your kid registered yet, you can do that online through our website, or you can do that at the uh, little table out in the atrium before you leave today. And uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful week beginning next Sunday evening of VBS. So be sure that if you've got a kid in your life, that they are plugged in and ready to be a part of that um, next, next week. Uh, this, uh, earlier this week, uh, my uh, youngest daughter Caroline and I took a little road trip down to Tennessee to visit my mom and dad. And as we're driving through the beautiful uh, mountains in West Virginia, that West Virginia Turnpike, which is just a fun little drive, um, as we're driving through there, this great old song came on the radio that I hadn't heard in years. Uh, the song is from Jackson Brown. Some of you remember that artist. And the song is called Running on Empty. Here's the, here's the lyrics to the, to the chorus, in case you forgot. Running on empty, running blind, running into the sun, but I'm running behind. You guys remember that song? And the thought occurred to me, as we're just cruising down the, right, the road, listening to that song, the thought occurred to me, this idea of running on empty is a pretty good metaphor, a pretty good picture for most of our lives, most of the time, isn't it? Don't you feel like that most of the time that you're running on empty? Most of us are running on fumes most of the time. We're just hoping we don't break down. We're, we're hanging on by a thread. We're running on empty. We're buying time until the next breakdown. We're barely staying afloat. Interestingly enough, that is the exact opposite of how God wired us to live these lives that he's blessed us with. Listen to these amazing words from the Apostle Paul. This is in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Listen to, listen to these, what he says. I pray, now he's talking to a church, so he's talking to us as well. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you. Does that sound like you're running on empty? No. To fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And then you will, here's again, the opposite of running on empty. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. God wants that for your life. He doesn't want you running on empty, running blind, running into the sun, but you're running behind. He doesn't want you like that. He wants you overflowing with joy. He wants you overflowing with peace. He wants your life overflowing with hope. He wants your life, your world, overflowing with love. Listen to what Jesus promises in John 10, 10. Jesus, these are Jesus' words. He says, I have come that they may have life. He's talking about you. That they may have life and have it to the full. And you know what? You want that too, don't you? 
That's what you want your life to be like. You wish you had that. Not running on fumes, not running behind, not running on empty, not a life of just making it, not a life of, oh, we're just getting by, but a life that is filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Here's the fun part. Jesus doesn't just tell us that that's the goal. Jesus actually tells us how to achieve it. The goal is life to the full, but the filling station is Jesus himself. Listen to these words from Jesus in John 15. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, Jesus goes on. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much, everybody say this word out loud with me, fruit. Let me, let me say that again. When you get the word fruit, I want you to say it out loud with me. Ready? Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Let me say it like this. Fruit is about root. The strength of the tree, the roots of the tree, it come from the roots. The health of the tree is, are determined by the health of the roots. Thus, the health of the fruit on the tree is determined by the roots. Fruit is about roots. So Jesus says, we are, when we are filled with him, when we are rooted in him, we are going to bear, say it with me, fruit. All right, we're all together. We are going to have life to the full. When we are full of Jesus, Jesus is what spills out of us. That becomes fruit. Jesus is what spills out of us. Fruit is really about root. Paul tells us this, carries this same metaphor in this beautiful paragraph in Galatians chapter 5. It says that if we are filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, living our lives, we get that when we're baptized into Jesus. The Spirit comes and takes up resonance in our lives. When we are filled with Jesus, there is going to be fruit, evidence, spilling out of our lives. When Jesus is in you, guess what? Jesus comes out of you. When Jesus is in you, Jesus comes out of you. Well, what does that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked, because that's what we're going to be talking about all summer long together. Let's read this passage from Galatians chapter 5 together. And as we read it, remember... If you are full of Jesus, full of the Spirit, this is the fruit that is going to be spilling out of your life onto everyone around you. If you're full of Jesus, here's the fruit spilling out. Read this out loud with me. This is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. We're going to read this out loud together every Sunday this summer, all right? So let's read it together. Nice big outside voices, all right? Let's read this together. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Let's read it. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. All right, here we go. Here's the list. You ready? Let's, 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 let's let them have it. Ready to go. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When Jesus is in you, guess what? Jesus is what comes out of you. And it looks like this. It looks like love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And that's the true measure of our faith. That's the proof that you follow Jesus. Not the bumper sticker on your car. Not what church you go to. The fruit that you are, the proof that you are a follower of Jesus is that list right there. And only that list right there. 
And Jesus says, you'll know a tree by its fruit. My fruit shows my root. It shows what I'm full of. And God is really, really interested. <laughs> and God is really, really invested in your spiritual fruit. The love, the joy, the peace, the kindness. And here's why. Here's why this is so important. Go back there for a second before we run. Sorry. I, I need to see that one more time. Yeah. That stuff, that stuff is the stuff that changes the world. I should drop the mic and walk off the stage right now. That's what I need to say today. That's what I need to say all summer. That's what I'm going to say all summer. This is the stuff that changes the world. We get this backwards. We get this backwards. We think it's all about what we do and how good we are and our, our gifts, even our spiritual gifts. We think it's all about that, how we use our gifts and how we use our abilities and how we use our drive. That's what changes the world. If I preach well enough or if I sing or play well enough or if I write well enough or if I lead well enough or if I fight some made-up culture war well enough, that's how we change the world. No, no, no. God says this is how we change the world. This is how the world gets changed. God says when we are filled with Jesus, Jesus spills out. And this is what it looks like. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Gifts, yeah, we have gifts. Gifts bless us. But the fruit, Galatians 5, the fruit blesses everybody. And I gotta say it. And this may be a cheap shot, I don't know. But I gotta say it. Too often, too often, especially in our American Christianity culture, too often, the people who claim to be the most full of the Spirit don't often show it in their lives. The gifts may be there, but the fruit's not. So we are blessed because we have gifts, but we are but we're not a blessing because we don't have the fruit. Think about it. What good is it if I have a gift, but I'm still a jerk? Hmm? What good is it? The world won't know that we are Jesus' disciples by our gifts. Let me just show you an example. One of my gifts, and you know this, I hope you know this already, one of my gifts is the ability to stand up here and teach. I consider that a spiritual gift. What good is this gift if I'm just a jerk? You don't want to listen to a jerk, do you? What good is that gift? Jesus says, the world won't know you're my disciples by your gifts. There's a lot of people who can stand up in front of a crowd and talk. You ever had a TED, seen a TED Talk? That's what those are for. But they won't know that I'm a follower of Jesus unless they see my fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's the fruit and if we have all the gifts in the world, all the gifts of the Spirit, but we don't have, here's the first one, love, for instance, the first fruit on the list, love. We, don't, we, we have all the gifts in the world, so we don't have love. Hmm. You know what Paul says about that? Paul says, you sound like a clanging cymbal. You're just out there making noise. He says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's one of those verses you only hear at weddings, right? The love chapter. And he says in chapter 13, he uses the imagery of a clanging cymbal. You know, one of these things up here. 
That's got to be the worst noise in the world. You know how I know? Because I maybe sometime, maybe once upon a time, bought my sister's kids a drum set. <laughs> you want to get back to your sister? Buy them a drum set. Buy, her, buy their kids a drum set. There's a reason that that's an awful, that's the reason Paul uses this metaphor. That's a horrible, horrible sound. I remember that when you were a kid, that stupid little wind-up toy monkey with had little symbols and just go around crashing the symbol, ching, 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 all the time. That's a horrible sound. Paul says, that's what it's like. That's what it's like. If you've got all the gifts in the world, but you don't have fruit, and he's talking specifically about the fruit of love, you're just a clinging symbol. Can you imagine someone following you around all day long, just psh, 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 clinging those symbols right in your, in, your, in your head? Listen, this is what opinionated church people sound like to the world. When we're loud, but we don't love. When we want to be right more than we want to do what's right. When we try to make a point instead of trying to make a difference, what we're doing is just banging symbols in people's faces. God's goal for our life is the overflow, the fruits coming out. It's the overflow of His Spirit evidenced by the fruit of our lives spilling out onto the world around us. He wants us to be filled so that we are not only blessed, but that we are a blessing. Let me say it this way. Maybe it's easy to remember this way. We are filled to be spilled. We are filled to be filled. We are filled so we can be spilled out into the world so that his fruit is overflowing in our lives. Again, this is how the world changes. Listen to it again, Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. And then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the goal, that you are filled with the right things so that you can spill the right things into the world. And you already know this. The world needs hope more than it ever has before. The world needs peace more than it ever has before. The world needs kindness more than it ever has before. The world needs love more than it ever has before. And listen, church, follower of Jesus, we can be that. We can be that. We can be that hope. We can be that peace. We can bring that kindness. We can be that love if we have it. If we're filled by God, then we can be spilled by God. But if we're not, all right, now everybody listen to me. This is a hard truth. We're going to spill something out. Something is going to spill out of us. Something is going to come out of you. The truth is, we're always full of something, right? <laughs> We're always full of something. It's either the Spirit, God, Jesus, or it's something else. You're either filled with Jesus or you're filled with, and you can fill in the blank. Matter of fact, just, just real quick, very, be, be subtle about it. Just look over to the person next to you and say, you're full of something. You wanted to say this to your wife forever. Yeah, tell, go ahead and tell her. You got permission. You're full of, you're full of something. You're full, full of something. You're, what you're full of, listen, what you're full of, will overflow what you're filled with is going to overflow onto other people what is in you always comes out of you what you're filled with spills let me show you some examples 
Our world right now is filled with anger, outrage. And the world, the world tells us, the world tells us that we need to be angry with them, whoever them is. Constantly be mad about them, be mad with them about everything. But God actually says that man's anger doesn't bring about the righteousness that God desires. But everybody's so angry. They're filled with hurt and they're filled with hate and they're blaming everyone else for their hurt. And as soon as we find a reason to justify our anger or something to point at as that's why I'm angry, then we think it gives us justification for that anger to just spill and overflow and we just let it pour out of us and that rage comes out into the streets. But we've always had reasons to be angry. Like we always did, we always do. Jesus had reasons to be angry. I mean, if anybody had a reason to be angry over injustice, it was Jesus. Jesus was not only a perfect, innocent, sinless man, but he was actually the son of God. He had divine DNA in him, but we hung him on a cross. It wasn't an accidental death. It wasn't a political scheme that went a little wrong, out of control. It was intentional torture and cruelty of the highest kind. It was the most unjust event in the history of humanity was Jesus on the cross. But listen to how Peter describes Jesus. Jesus' reaction on the cross. First Peter 2. He, Jesus, did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. When Jesus was pushed to his limit, when Jesus was pressed to his max capacity, what came out of him was a trust in God. What overflowed out of Jesus was peace and faith and hope and trust. Rich Viotis is a pastor in Brooklyn. He tweeted this week, and I'm in the middle of writing the sermon. I read this tweet. And I thought, I've got to use this. This is so good. Here's what he wrote. He goes, when Jesus was tempted, Scripture flowed out of him from his lips. When Jesus was challenged, Scripture flowed from his lips. When Jesus was crucified, Scripture flowed from his lips. One of the ways to live like Jesus is to internalize Scripture so that when we are cut, it spills out. What's in you will come out of you. It probably already is. What's coming out of you is determined by what's going into you. What are you filled with? What fruit is overflowing out of your life? The world says we need to be angry. But God says don't let the sun go down on your anger because you'll just become bitter. The world tells us we need to constantly be fighting. We're fighting for our rights. We're fighting for fairness. We're fighting for justice. But God calls us to put away our sword and show love and show mercy. To be people of grace because we are people who have received grace so freely we can give grace to the world around us. All through the biographies of Jesus. You read those, those gospels, those biographies, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All through those biographies of Jesus in the New Testament, we never see Jesus trying to change laws. We see Jesus changing lives. Jesus wasn't trying to fix this kingdom. He was trying to invite people into a new kingdom. His kingdom. So why? Why are we trying to fight the world with the weapons of the world? when God wants, us, wants to give us the overflow of his spirit because that's what's going to change the world. So that when they hate, we love. And when they panic, we can have peace. And when they're angry, we have joy because that's what overflow looks like 
What are you filled with? Some of you, let's be honest, some of you right now are so filled with fear that it is spilling out into every relationship that you have, and I suspect it's probably killed more than a few important relationships in your life. Maybe you're afraid of failure. Maybe you're afraid of the future, so you, you just don't try. Maybe you're afraid, afraid of rejection, so you just refuse to love. Maybe you're afraid to get hurt, so you, you keep people at a distance. Don't let anyone close. And so fear is what is spilling out of your life and keeping you from the full life that Jesus promised you, that Jesus wants for you. Jesus said, my perfect love cast out all fear. And when you're full of Christ's love, there's no room for the enemy's fear to overflow. Some of you right now are filled with doubt, and you've let your feelings go unchecked, and they've overcome your faith. And now you're suspicious not only about the world, but you're suspicious about God, you're suspicious about the church, you're suspicious about pastors, and everybody and everything, and there's plenty of reasons to be. I get it. But Jesus says, you can come to me with your doubt. You can bring your doubt right to me. You can come to me with that stuff. Ask, seek, and knock, and the door will be open to you, Jesus says. Jesus, listen, Jesus is not afraid of our doubts. But if we live in those doubts, they will destroy us. What you're filled with will spill out of you. What's in you is coming out. That's why it's so important to check our sources, not just the fruit, but the root. I see the fruit, and when I see bad fruit, you know the stuff that I don't want in my life, anger and hurt and the fear and the gossip and the impatience and the doubt and the rudeness, maybe all of that fruit is a sign that I'm being filled with the wrong thing. The fruit shows me there's something wrong with my root, and I need to check the source. What's, what's going on in my life? Can I get blunt with you for a minute? I'm never surprised that somebody who watches hours and hours of cable news every day is constantly afraid. Or someone who is all the time on their Facebook feed or some anonymous message board that they're just walking around mad all the time. That never surprises me because what you fill your life with spills out. And social media platforms and cable news channels, they exist for one reason. You know what this reason is, right? It's not to make you smarter. They exist to make money. And they do that if you watch. And they know they can keep you watching if they can keep you mad. Or keep you afraid. They can keep you scrolling through the feed if you're angry. You'll keep scrolling. You'll keep watching. And so right now, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I got to say it. Right now in America, we have churches full of disciples. The problem is we're not disciples of Jesus anymore. We're disciples of our favorite news channel, or talk show host, or politician. Because we spend way more time, church, we spend way more time listening to them than we do listening to Jesus. By the way, this is for free. Because you need to know this. Jesus lived in a world where there were problems. Big problems. Social unrest, injustice, financial problems, economic problems, gender problems. He lived in a world with problems, but you never really hear Jesus preaching about the government or the emperor or the king, or the laws. You hear Jesus preaching about the kingdom of God 
and inviting people into a new kingdom and a new way of living that is completely different than the kingdoms of the world. And he still does. He still invites us to live like this. What are you being filled with? Let me ask it like this. Are you being filled with the world or with the word? And I mean the word of God, of course. Are you being filled with the world or with the word? Is it the world or is it the world? Because listen, word, because listen to me. Your answer to this question can change your life. It'll change your life. Because what's in you is what comes out of you. Are you filled with the world or are you filled with the word? I know I'm getting a little preachy here. Forgive me, I'm a preacher. First <laughs> John 2, John says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. When the world is in you, the world comes out of you. But when the word is in you, the word comes out of you. That's why I so badly, I want to encourage you one more time today to get with Jesus. Because if Jesus is in you, Jesus is what's going to come out of you. We are filled with the Spirit so that we can be spilled, so we can spill these fruits of the Spirit out into the world around us. The overflow, the overflow that the world needs right now in this season is Jesus. It's hope, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's self-control. It's the love of God. And we can't give it if we ain't got it. We can't give it. We can't spill it if we don't have it. Let me pray for you. Our community team, go ahead and take your places. Get ready to service. As I lead you in this time of prayer, now I'm going to ask you to, to uh, just take a posture with me this morning where you put your hands out on your lap with your palms facing up into, towards the ceiling. Just sit with your hands out kind of like this. This is a posture of receiving. We want to receive from God today as we pray. And so sit there as if you're ready to receive a gift Because I think that this is a gift that God wants to give you He wants to fill you today And I'm going to read this verse from Romans 15 one more time And then I'm going to pray And we just sit there, as you sit there with your eyes closed And your heads bowed and your hands facing towards the ceiling Ready to receive this gift Listen to these words from Romans 15 one more time I pray that God The source of hope Will fill you completely with joy And peace Because you trust in him then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God, that is our prayer today. That, that's our ask. We're coming in today and we're asking that the Holy Spirit would fill us to overflowing, that we would be so full of your peace right now, so full of your joy, that we would have that hope that the world needs right now. God, I know that there are some in this room right now and they are running on fumes. I pray that you would refresh them. I pray that you would refill them by the power of your spirit. So here we are, Lord, with our hands open, with our hearts open, knowing that you are what we need. You have it and you want to give it to us. So God, right now, would you fill us so you can spill us? We ask in the name of Jesus.